Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Sound of Metal, a new film out now on Amazon Prime from writer-director Darius Martyr, starring Riz Ahmed, Olivia Cooke, and Paul Rassi. And it is honestly one of my favorite movies of the year so far, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Joining me for the first time is film critic Hannah Houlihan. I was really happy to have her come join me on the show. And we have a great conversation coming up. So I am very much looking forward to that. And I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, We have been getting a lot of great feedback lately. A lot of reviews on the Apple Podcasts and just in direct messages on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And so all the feedback, I really appreciate it. So I just wanted to give a quick thanks to everybody here at the top of the show. But as usual, I also want to remind you, make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, and there's probably other places as well, but nobody knows about those other places. They barely exist, so don't worry about those ones. But you can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces where we continue the conversation about all of the movies we talk about here on the show. And uh, we also do some, you know, giveaways and stuff like that in there every so often. We actually had uh, free passes to a screening of Sound of Metal a couple of weeks ago that was uh, posted in the group. So, you know, make sure to join the group. Lots of fun stuff happening in there. And, uh, you know, without any further ado, I think let's get into this conversation about Sound of Metal. <music> All right, so today on the show, we got Hannah Houlihan joining us. Hannah, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am great. I have been just watching a million things. This, uh, As we've talked about on our trailer episodes, uh, it's just an onslaught of movies these last couple of months, which it always is. But I mean, you never know quite how things are going to come, how they're going to get rearranged, what with everything going on right now. Uh, but there are so many movies to watch, and... This, the movie we're going to be talking about, Sound of Metal, I think is going to be one that people are going to be talking about a lot throughout December, throughout hopefully into award season and all that stuff, because I just thought it was fantastic. I, I want to have you introduce yourself to our listeners, but before we do, uh, you were totally down to jump on this episode and co-host this one. Uh, was this a movie that uh, was like big on your radar ahead of time, or was it one that you just saw and were like, oh yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about that? So 
it's interesting because I had never heard about this movie until probably a month or so ago when I started mm -hmm. reading more reviews on it. And I was like, wow, this sounds really great. And then Catherine, who I'm working with at Shuffle right now, was uh -huh. like, do you want to review it? I was absolutely on it, totally ready to jump into it. And I loved it. It is one of my favorite movies of this year. And I haven't seen a ton of movies this year, <laughs> except for like a weird onslaught of them in October where there was a ton sure. that came out all at once. Oh, yeah. But Sound of Metal just blew me away, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the sound design, the acting, I mean, the story, it was all just really great. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's so, so much to dig into with this one. Uh, before we do dig in more, though, why don't you tell people a little bit about you and your work and what you do? Sure. Uh, I'm kind of all over the board. Um, I'm a freelance writer and film critic, mainly. I've been doing the film critic portion for about five years and freelance writing for about four. But I've done work with Screen Rant, uh, Collider, IGN. I'm currently working with... Um, IGN doing games guides, but I work with Shuffle too. And I also work with the Cherry Picks kind of doing features and listicles and stuff like that. So I'm all across the board. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure that there is plenty, uh, plenty to write about, plenty to keep you busy in these times. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. I think that's been a great way to distract myself this year. You know, I <laughs> yeah. think with all of the chaos of everything going on it's nice to just lose yourself in like tons of movies or tv shows or video games and just kind of throw yourself into work that way it's been a right. great distraction <laughs> yeah well getting into this movie sound of metal uh from writer director darius martyr and uh riz ahmed is the main star of this movie and i think that a lot of the conversation is going to be uh, surrounding him, even though Olivia Cook's fantastic, Paul Rassi's fantastic, the story mm -hmm. is great, but I, I do think that this is just absolutely his biggest like standout performance so far in his career, and he's been great in a lot of things, but I, to me personally, that is uh, kind of the main story coming out of this. Mm -hmm. No, I absolutely agree. I think he was just phenomenal in this role, and he really kind of loses himself in it, and it's something that you know, I couldn't stop thinking about was how many layers there is to this role. Yeah. And a lot of my movie choices kind of dive into that where it's like, you know, you have this top layer of him losing his hearing, but then he's also, you know, grappling with an addiction. And there's just so many layers beneath that, that it's just yeah. an amazing performance to watch. Absolutely. There's so much to it. And, uh, why, why don't we start jumping into some pieces here, and we'll get into that performance as well as some of those other aspects of the film along the way. But what do you got for your first puzzle piece? So this one I'm excited about because it's one of my favorite movies, and I was just really stoked to kind of dive into it. But my first puzzle piece was Whiplash, and okay. not just for the music aspect. Sure. But there is a point in Sound of Metal where they kind of talk about addiction in different forms. So it's not much towards a substance, but it's also, you know an emotion or a feeling and wanting to, uh, you know, get back to normalcy or try to do that. I'm trying to avoid spoilers as best I can. I'm kind of dancing around it. Spoilers are fine on this show. Okay. Uh, I always give a little spoiler alert in the intro, so feel free, rip into everything. It's cool. Sounds good. So spoiler warning, first of all, but there they is a die. point. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally, it's like Avengers Infinity War all over That's again. Right. That's what the ending yeah. is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but there's a point at the end of the movie when um, he had sold off his RV 
and he wants to be able to buy it back because he wanted to get the implants and then buy it back to continue his life as a drummer. Mm-hmm. And Paul Rossi, Rossi, Rachi, Rossi? Rossi, I believe. Okay. So Paul Rossi's character approaches him and he says, you know, to me, you sound like an addict. And mm-hmm. that was a line that I was like, oh, you could really like build off of that in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. one of the things I love so much where I thought of whiplash immediately was that addiction to fame and that validation that Andrew mm-hmm. wants from Fletcher and kind of that feeling of nothing will stop me from getting to this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I could totally see that. And yeah. I think that that relationship between like teacher and student is, is another like kind of uh, yeah. angle for this particular puzzle piece. And I think it's funny. It's almost in a way like the opposite. It's like going from like tough love to just straight love between this yep. teacher and student dynamic, you know? And, and I think that that's such an interesting, uh, way to play it, I guess. And I mean, it makes sense obviously within, um, the scope of the movie, but it's just, it's just something you haven't really quite seen before with such a loving relationship and someone mm-hmm. who's just so open and, uh, willing to share everything that he's built with this character and try to, um, you know, try to help him in his own way. And that performance, I mean, I guess, yeah, let's talk about Paul Rossi for a second here. I mean, just, so this good. guy kind of out of, out of nowhere. I mean, I, I looked him up on IMDb. He's in two movies over like 30 years or something like that. Yeah. And now this, it's crazy. Um, and he's so good and he's just so perfect for the role. I, if I had the opportunity to talk to the director, I'd just be like, you know, where did you find him? What made you, you know, go after this guy? Because he's obviously a working, you know, person. He's in entertainment. I believe he's in a band as well. Um, yeah. but it's like, what what made you go after this guy? Because whatever it was, was a bit of a stroke of genius. I know. And, you know, now that you say it, I didn't even look at like the loving teacher student aspect, which obviously whiplash it is not loving that is a very toxic and abusive connection but um it's the same I guess roles playing Mm -hmm. out there but you know for me it was just really connecting the two protagonists and just their feelings towards what they want you know and wanting so badly to achieve that and to continue on with their dream that they'll literally do anything and it was I had rewatched whiplash last night And just it floors me when he's hit by a car. He gets in a car accident. And then he's like, I need my sticks. I have to go. And he's like frantically trying to reach the show that they're doing, you know, the concert. And, you know, that same kind of energy is really brought into that same scene when Paul Rossi says, "Um, to me, you sound like an addict right now. You know, so it's just that same kind of feeling that plays out there. Yeah, that that mindset of like, this is what this is what I want and absolutely nothing is going to stop that. And, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking to watch, but it's, uh, it's exactly, you're exactly right though. Yeah. Um, so, and, and also I might as well, uh, say some really good drumming as well, but, uh, I'm I'm going to move on to my, uh, first piece. Yeah. Uh, it's the first one I thought of while I was watching the movie. I didn't, I didn't know that I really expected it to go in this direction, even though I had obviously seen the trailer and knew what it was about. But the first thing that came to my mind was Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler um, with a character who does this one thing that that they've built their life around and they're told they can't do it and they just go straight forward anyway, which is continuing along some of those scenes we were just kind of talking about there uh, with the addiction and all that with, um, with the mindset of the character. Uh, with Whiplash as well. And 
But just how just gut-wrenching it is to watch this character who just refuses to take the better advice, uh, you know, that for the thing that is going to help him and the thing that is going to, you know, maybe make things easier for him because he's just so set. And again, that that is kind of a, a, an addict kind of mindset to take. Mm -hmm. But I think anybody, even not an addict, could take that mindset. I mean, people are very reluctant to accept change, major change yeah. in their life, you know? And so... Uh, in The Wrestler, of course, we've got Mickey Rourke as a wrestler who's told, you know, his heart's going to probably give out if he continues with this, uh, this sport and he just keeps going anyway. And, mm. you know, it's also incredibly heartbreaking to watch. And that was the, uh, the first thing that I kind of connected with while watching this one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause I actually thought about that movie too, while I was putting together my list, but just in general, I was thinking of stories that have that same kind of narrative structure you mm -hmm. know and for me my other puzzle piece was another fighting movie because i was just thinking of a lot of those stories share a similar connection you know sure. and the is it okay if i jump into my next go, puzzle go piece? For it. it's a perfect segue from here perfect but i thought of million dollar baby nice. where it's kind of you know maggie achieves her dream and she loves it but the second that it's taken out from under her it's like well what do i do now Where's my right. life doing now? So that not entirely similar, but they have the same kind of structure to it where it's, yeah. you know, individuals going after a dream and going after something that they love obtaining it and then having it, you know, taken away from them or having something come in the way that affects it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great piece. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, and yeah, because that is kind of the central thing. There's a lot going on in this movie. Obviously, it's about addiction. It's it's mm -hmm. about uh, a band. It's it's about the kind of codependent relationship between these two uh, characters. Uh, it's about going deaf. It's about a lot of things. Yeah. But um, really, I think the biggest thing is about accepting when things change and when you know there's you're just not going to be going back to the way things used to be mm -hmm. and so i think million dollar baby is a really great example of that yeah well it's just it's so heartbreaking you know yeah. and the conversation that happens between you know her and clint eastwood's character at the end and it's just something that he so grapples with where it's like do i make this decision to spoiler for million dollar baby, I guess, like, end her <laughs> life for her, you know, yeah. or like, what do I do in this situation? But it's just so heartbreaking to see, you know, she's doing so much and achieves so much and does a great job with everything. And then to just have it ripped out from under her, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's uh, th these are very heavy movies, and they're <laughs> very heavy movies. On all of our pieces are probably going to be like pretty the damn lightest heavy. of topics. <laughs> yeah. Watch this one with your family for Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be great. Good family movie. <laughs> so I'll go on to my next piece here. Yeah. Uh, another heavy movie. Uh, it is 2019's Her Smell. Uh, oh, with, I uh, never saw this one, but I wanted to. It is a tough movie. I didn't love this movie, but I loved a lot about it. Like I love the approach to the story and, and the performances and especially the sound design, which, as you've already mentioned, is a major factor with Sound of Metal. Uh, her smell, um, without going too deep into spoiler territory since you haven't seen it, but, I mean, we are dealing with this kind of self-destructive musician, mm -hmm. and the sound design really kind of 
sells it and brings that home and, and really takes you into her world. And so with, obviously with sound of metal, it's, it's very different. The, uh, the sound design is more about the, the after effects of everything that's kind of come to that point. Uh, it's not like the sound design is used to bring, bring you in from the get go. Uh, but it is from that point forward. And there's some really interesting choices in this movie. Uh, you've already mentioned a little bit, but, uh, of course, once it gets the cochlear implants and, and you, you know, start to hear how that, you know, sounds, I'd imagine there's probably a lot of, uh, a lot of research gone into that as to, you know, how that actually does, you know, feel for somebody who gets that. Uh, but there's other things along the way as well, like when he's first going deaf and playing with the sound. Uh, I noticed also, and I don't know how much of this was the uh, the format in which I watched the film, but they seem to play with the subtitles as well, like with ever-present yeah. subtitles and things like that. And uh, some of them maybe even not matching up 100% because he isn't hearing what's being said exactly. And so there's some really interesting things being done there. And uh, her smell, that was definitely one of the uh, the big positives to that movie for me was just how the the use of sound design really drew you in and added to the anxiety of this character crumbling. Yeah, and I think sound design, when it's done well, just makes a movie so much better. Yeah. And there's just so many movies that really utilize that. And, you know, speaking of like 2019 movies, I always think of like one of my favorite sound design moments was in Hustlers where mm. you know they utilize like the mic when i forget the character's name is going into like talk with other people and she's got the cops i've hooked her up to a mic and stuff and it switches to that audio but there's like little moments yeah. like that that add a lot to a movie creatively but the big thing for me in regard to this movie because i did some research and the supervising sound editor uh nicholas becker was also the foley artist on gravity and arrival and oh, so wow. my other puzzle piece was uh, gravity because I was thinking of all the great sound design in that and the oh, moments yeah. where you're really put into the protagonist's shoes and you're able to really experience from a you know sound point of view what's happening around her you know yeah. and I feel like this movie really puts uh, puts you in Ruben's shoes so you're able oh, to yeah. kind of experience what he's not hearing I guess or yeah. kind of that like dissonance that's happening but it's just it's a great way to immerse viewers into a movie that's well beyond just looking at the image on the screen yeah that's a really interesting one i i hadn't considered that but especially with the uh the sound designer working on that gravity is another example of like just incredible sound design yeah. and uh yeah and also a movie about acceptance uh which mm -hmm. you know is another connection there uh for for the main character so i i really like that and uh it's a great piece and I, I love that, again, to that acceptance level, you know, I think putting you in the shoes of that character is so important for, for that to have the weight to it that it needs to have for, yeah. for it to really bring the movie together in a way where it's not just like, oh, it's, it's this movie and yeah, the character's dealing with something, but that's not really a big deal of it. No, that is a big deal of it. That's, that's what the movie really is about is what that character is going through. And so sound bringing you into that is just so important. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's really, I wouldn't say rare, but it's just, it doesn't happen often where you get movies that really immerse you in that way, you know, mm -hmm. into you know, not counting like something off in space or, you know, a sci-fi movie that has great sound design, but when it's 
a very intimate story like this one, when mm-hmm. it uses that kind of sound design to pull you in, I feel like it just makes you more connected to Ruben and more connected to his experience and what's kind of happening around him. It just yeah. makes it a better viewing experience, in my Absolutely. opinion. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'll go to my next piece then. Yeah. And that is the 2019 A Star is Born. Uh, oh, that was Cooper my other choice. <laughs> Do you have that one? Yes, yeah. I did. Right on. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot that connects it. Obviously, not just being a movie about musicians, not just about addiction, um, yeah, incredible you know, music sequences. But I, I mean, really that central relationship and, of course, getting to the ending and the idea, to me, the biggest connection is the idea that the only way forward is letting go of the past. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, obviously it's a lot darker what, you know, Bradley Cooper's character has to do to let go uh, and, and allow Lady Gaga's character to move forward. But, you know, here it's more of an uplifting version of that kind of theme, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And I think... That's the, the heartbreaking aspect of A Star is Born is Jackson Maine's downfall. And I think that's really kind of reflected in the end when Allie is singing that beautiful song, my God. And it's just like so good. crying, you know, like Lady Gaga is just the best in that movie. Um, she's so good. <laughs> she is. She's so good. And just, oh, she deserves so much love. And I know she became like the best meme during award season after that movie <laughs> yeah. came out, but well-deserved. She is so perfect. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, uh, Star is Born does have a far more heartbreaking story Mm -hmm. than Sound of Metal, but it is kind of similar narrative wise in someone grappling with addiction. And again, kind of like, you know, million dollar baby, someone that has a dream and ultimately like loses it because other things come in the way to kind of blockade it. Yeah. 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 You know, another thing while we're on, uh, you know, this particular one, um, I think it's interesting that this movie, uh, Ruben, he makes some bad choices along the way. He, he, he's very impulsive in, in, you know, his decision making and things like that, but he never quite relapses as Mm -hmm. as an addict. And I think that that's really interesting. It, It keeps the movie focused on you know, what's really important for this story. And I'm really just so glad that that never happens. That, not just for the character, because I yeah. mean, I think he's a good guy. He seems like a really good person. And I want him to do well, you know. Uh, but also for just the the sake of the movie itself, I think it's great that it doesn't go in that kind of, uh, uh, you know, traditional trope of, of the attic relapsing, you know. And I, I think it's uh, great that they made that choice here. Yeah, and I think too, um, as far as the story goes, it's far more complex than I think, you know, many people would expect it to be. And I Mm -hmm. found it didn't really follow that same structure that a lot of the movies that we've talked about do, because he, it's kind of a case of like two things existing at once, you know, he's growing and kind of adapting to this new life that he has to, like, he really has no other choice, but to, you know, learn sign language and, you know, become involved with this community. And he seems to be enjoying it at some points in the movie. But Mm. also simultaneously, he wants his old life back. He wants the hearing back. And he's trying to get the money to get the implants so he can continue his life again. And kind of there's two different paths that he's taking at once. And I feel like that made the story really interesting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking of that ending real quick, before we move on to any other puzzle pieces, I'm not sure. Do you have have any other pieces? No, my last one was The Star is Born, which I feel like is just the 
you know, perfect culmination of my, my list. <laughs> you, you know what? In that case, I'm, I'm going to wrap up the, uh, the puzzle pieces section. We'll get into some closing thoughts. Uh, the finished yeah. puzzle for Sound of Metal included Whiplash, The Wrestler, Million Dollar Baby, Her Smell, Gravity, and A Star is Born. I think that was all of the, the main pieces I had to talk about as well. Um, so I do have a few things, though, to talk about, though, as we wrap it up. Um, Absolutely. One thing I watched this with my wife and uh, she was like, isn't the girlfriend going to be mad that he sold the RV? And I, (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't think about that either. And the reason why is because I think it was to me and, and she, she agreed with me after I, you know, said this out loud to me, I, as soon as she left him there at that uh, facility, I kind of, I got the feeling that she had already accepted that nothing like her old life was over. And mm-hmm. that's what he, obviously the rest of the movie is what he needed to learn. His old life was over. It's time to move forward. Yeah. And by the end he does. And it's a fantastic ending. Probably the best ending I think of any movie this year. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, you know, it, that's all gone. That's like, uh, you know, it's like when you uh, you get a new car and like you don't think about the money you put into the old car anymore because you know it's like <laughs> exactly. it's just it's just it's over that that part is over and you you know you just don't think about that anymore. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect way to describe it. You know, it's like you know what are we gonna do? Dwell on it? I mean, right. what's the use in dwelling on it? You know, so yeah. I think it's a matter of you know they're ready to move forward, and he does he has no choice but to move forward and to adapt and to just you know, learn to live his life, this new chapter of his life, you know, and I think the ending is really done so wonderfully, you know, Mm -hmm. and I I guess I'll leave that a little spoiler free, Um, aside from the rest of my discussion. But um, (laughs) yeah, no, I think that was done just really well. It's and it ends on a very good ish note, you know, interesting note, a more hopeful note. That's kind of a better I, way to put it. Yeah, I agree. I do think it, it's uh, hopeful despite everything he's been through. And yeah. despite like we talked about that, his life is not going to uh, go back to quote unquote normal. Um, it's still just so hopeful. Um, and, it, you know, it speaks to the strength of the characters involved. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great ending. Yeah, which I think, too, like compared to uh, a lot of the movies we've talked about, that's a mm-hmm. huge diversion from a lot of those stories. That end on very sad. Really true. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, most of these other movies definitely end on sad notes. So that's yeah, exactly. uh, It's refreshing. We need that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other uh, closing thoughts or anything we didn't quite get into throughout the pieces? No, I think really, you know, this is just a movie that's so layered in so many great ways, and I think what's going to be interesting once people are able to really dig into it and watch it once it hits Amazon Prime. I think people are going to take away so much from it, you yeah. know, and kind of coming into this, I was like, is my list chaotic? Cause I have gravity on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of thinking no, about perfect. that. And it's like, I don't know, but I guess it fits. And that was kind of like the beauty of, you know, prepping for this was it was a great exercise to look at what other movies kind of fit in in little creative ways, you know, and to figure that out. But I think it'll be really fun to see what other people come away with when they watch it. You know, and I think it really it was done well to honor the deaf community as well. It seems like Mm -hmm. a movie that was very respectful of that community. And I think that's huge. Um, But, yeah, I'm just excited to see what people think of it. 
Yeah, I think respectful is a, a great word. I mean, I, I think it, it definitely uh, seems to, I mean, I can't speak for the deaf community, but it seems to oh, yeah. re really represent them in, in a really great yeah. way. And uh, yeah, just fantastic all around. What One last thought that I, came to mind, and this might be a little out of left field, and I'm sure it's not there in the subtext or anything, but it's just something that it made me think of. Obviously, we're in the middle of the weirdest year of all time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And this movie made me think about the fact that, you know, yeah, there's a vaccine on the horizon and all, but we're probably never going back to quote-unquote regular life in the mm -hmm. way we remember it. And so this movie kind of in a small little way felt like a little bit of an allegory for that, for what we're going yeah. through right now. Well, I think that's so true. You know, there's, it's never going to completely feel 100% normal. Yeah. And I think even if the vaccine's out there and people are feeling prepped, I mean, there's still going to be a lot of uncertainty in the air. And I think you make a great point that it is a little bit of an allegory for that. And I never thought about that before, but now I'm sitting back and the wheels are kind of turning and I'm like, yes, it does. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think it is just about adjusting to a new normal. And I think that's a great message to kind of take away from it. And just, you know, you have no choice but to adjust and create something new from this, yeah. you know. Absolutely. That's right. And that's, uh, that's a great note to end this on. Hannah, this yeah. was awesome. I always ask my guests, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Oh my God, yes. I watched Happiest Season, which Ooh. I reviewed for Shuffle, uh, which comes out tomorrow. I think it's actually tomorrow. And it is one of my favorite movies that I've watched. It's in like the top three of this year, mm -hmm. um, where it's just so happy and it's a great holiday movie and it's a great queer rom-com that I think tons of people will just love. You know, easily one of the most joyful movies I've watched in 2020, which I'm I think is necessary. Yeah. You need a little joy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely planning on watching it this yeah. weekend. How so, about you? Uh, What's a good movie aside from this one that you've watched? What have I watched recently? Well, I've actually been watching a lot of older stuff, honestly, because oh, uh, nice. the other podcast that I produce, Awesome Movie Years, in the, uh, in, in the middle of a season on 1984. And oh, I just watched cool. Paris, Texas, which was great. Uh, I've so never that was seen awesome. that. Oh, you know what? Speaking of new, though, I just watched uh, David Byrne's uh, movie, American Utopia. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, that was fun. Speaking of fun, oh. happy movies. You know, that is just amusing. phenomenal. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. It's that, a good little great. party movie to have on in the background, too. Oh, yeah. Especially when you start digging into like older talking heads. It's like, yeah, this is what oh, I want. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is awesome. Hannah, why don't you tell people where they can find your work again? They can. Well, I guess you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Hannah underscore Houlihan. Um, you can find my work everywhere. I mainly just share it on there. So I guess that's the best way to find all my work. Beautiful. Everybody go follow Hannah. And uh, this was a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get you back yeah. again one of these days. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Have you been thinking about a film for quite some time now? Have you got nowhere to turn to to talk about it? Well, the Film for Thought podcast is here for you. Every fortnight, I invite a guest on to talk about any film of her choice. It could be old or new, controversial or classic. If you have some thoughts about films, I want to discuss them. New episodes drop every second Friday, so make sure to come along and check out the Film for Thought podcast. 
All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Sound of Metal. Thanks again to Hannah Hulan for joining me for that one. Uh, that is a great movie, guys, and definitely go check it out. It's on Amazon Prime, and uh, yeah, that, that's going to be towards the top of my year-end list for sure, so definitely make sure to check it out. So, uh, you know, if you've been enjoying piecing it together, I do want to remind you again, make sure you're subscribed. We are, of course, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Pocket Casts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn Radio. Do people still use that? Uh, I use Pocket Casts personally, so you should subscribe there or wherever it is you listen. So we just appreciate that you're subscribed. Thank you so much, everybody. You could also, of course, follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all these movies. And I should also mention that we have a Patreon. Not that I haven't mentioned that before, but, you know, we do have a Patreon. And it is the Produced by David Rosen Patreon because it combines bonus content from this podcast, Piecing It Together, as well as from Awesome Movie Year, another movie podcast that I produce, and All Rice, No Beans, another podcast I produce, uh, as well as my music career. There is a bunch of bonus content from my music available on the Patreon as well, and a lot more coming very, very soon. So uh, lots of great content over there. Maybe we'll even squeeze in some Bird Road stuff one of these days. But uh, yeah, produced by David Rosen. It's patreon.com slash by David Rosen, and we would absolutely appreciate your support. But if you don't want to do that, if nothing else, share the show with your friends. That is the best thing, even above supporting the Patreon. If you just share the show with your friends, you are the coolest person in the world. So thank you. So let's close this one out with a piece of music. And I want to definitely close it with something, with some good drumming for sure to go with this uh, particular episode. And I think I am going to go with a track called Burnout from my album Head Like Fire. I think uh, luckily, luckily my hearing hasn't gone yet, even though I've had a little tinnitus here and there but uh listening to this track at very high volumes would probably not do uh very good things for my eardrum health so uh turn it down a little bit unless uh, you just like rocking out the stuff then turn it up really loud because this is burnout <laughs>
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.